Hi everybody, this is Nancy Miller from My Creative Life, the podcast about creatives, how and why they make the work that they do. Today my special guest is me, Nancy (laughs) Miller. I am the special guest today because I realized I was getting um, kind of a repeat question that came up in different places and they were mainly on social media and different platforms and people were asking me for some guidance about getting their Master of Fine Arts degree. So I thought maybe I should just address this in a podcast and um, kind of talk out like why I chose to get an MFA. And then once again, because a lot of what, you know, our experiences in life are predicated on our own lens of how we see things. This is just giving you one perspective. um, If you're listening to this, you may have been considering it and you kind of wanted to think about the pros and cons. So I'm going to just treat this as a pros and cons list of why I chose to get my MFA and kind of break it down. And then at the end, I kind of want to talk about, you know, do you necessarily need to do all that? And if you're somebody who wants to go on a alternate path without getting that degree, here are some options. So let's get into it. Number one, um, let's start with the pros. Um, Pros number one. For me, because I am an art teacher and I'm certified K through 12 through the state that I live in, there was the option to, if I get a higher degree, I can get a higher level certificate and I can also get paid more if I teach um, in like K through 12 public schools, um, even private schools. So when I went ahead and I started pursuing my MFA, I knew with the intent of getting that certificate, um, ABUB, um, where I was teaching, I was teaching high school, most of the teachers in secondary, and once again, depends on where you're at, but they all had master's degrees or doctorates. I was one of the few that did not have a master's degree, and I always was like, oh, and I'd always wanted my uh, master's degree, so for me, choosing to do my MFA was um, something I really wanted to do, but I also could benefit financially from it. Um, I could have opted to get my Master's of Art, but I was more interested in my own art practice versus learning more about the pedagogy of teaching art education. So I decided that's the direction I wanted to go into. I focused on illustration because through all the times that I've been teaching, it was always, I kept going back into work that was more of storytelling and narrative so that's why I chose illustration. There are plenty of MFA programs that cater to all kinds of aspects of art so figuring out because I did have somebody ask like well how did you know you want to do illustration? I think you really got to look at like what are you spending your time looking at? What are you doing spending your time making? And then really decide if that's what you want to spend, you know, because usually your MFA program's two, three years full-time. If I'd gone part-time, like I was while teaching, um, probably five years. So it's a big chunk of time. So I would think about really what could keep you going with, you know, your interests and passions to focus on that. So mine was illustration. So number one, I got a upgrade in my certificate. So if you are 
an art teacher, and depending on what state you live in, you'll, you'll have to check with your professional practices for that state and what their guidelines are. Like I did have to get like a special written approval because the degree that I got was a little bit mm, maybe not conventional towards like painting and drawing. Like that would have been an easier like to kind of get that approved. So yeah, just double check what is what the rules are for your state if you are an art teacher. Okay, number two pro is getting regular on an art practice. I feel like I was so used to my schedule being an art teacher and balancing that. It really forced me to make that time for something I did want to do. That besides, you know, getting my certificate level increase, I really wanted to have a regular art practice. I felt like I focused so much on being an art teacher. I kind of put that aside because I really, you know, invested in my students and I wanted them to have the best art education experience they could have. So, and, and I think for those people who maybe haven't worked in education, at least in my personal experience, we tend to spend a lot of time outside of the regular classroom hours because the lesson planning, the events, and all the other things that you would do, meetings, um, they do take up a chunk of time. So it's really, it was very difficult for me to um, fit in that art practice and also balancing a family and things like that. Now, granted, with that said, I've met some people who could easily do it and they were able to do that. I found it very difficult. So the graduate program really kicked me into gear and just those regular assignments, having those deadlines. And now it was like, I'd say about halfway through the program, I was like, oh, I got this. I could keep going. So it's really um, like a personal trainer for art that just made me um, focus in on, you know, getting that art pr practice going. The second thing, which I really liked because of that focus, I was able to focus on what I was really interested in and also find interest new interests that could tie in and very complementary to what I was interested in. so I was initially like focusing on children's books but then two other things came about from that um writing writing children's books because that was something I was like oh I don't really know that I could do that now granted my graduate program didn't really address the writing aspect of it and then I had to look for other resources that could help me get more information and knowledge and skill being able to write for children's books. Um, another thing that I was interested, that I got interested in was surface design. You know, children's books has the, have those lovely end paper patterns at the end of it. And um, I've done a couple or uh, one or two projects dealing with surface pattern. And then it got me more interested in that. And then I actually took a class for a quarter, um, had an amazing time, met some amazing, wonderful people who I've interviewed on the podcast. Um, that were just, yeah, delightful. They came from all different kinds of majors. So that was fantastic. So it did bring about those other interests. And with art licensing, you know, um, from that experience, like during, towards the tail end of it, I was like, okay, I'm going to send some of my work out that I had done. And it helped me get my first art licensing deal. So that was great. So yeah, so there, there is that aspect of having that time to really delve in and hone in on what you're interested in and try things out. So pro number 
three, okay, so I kind of mentioned it from, like I said, I took a surface design class and I met some amazing people and I still chat with them today. Um, I feel like I can call them friends, some of them, I mean, you know, it was just amazing because they were so skilled and they weren't all in illustration. So I like that I that whole experience of that you will meet some people because of having that very intense focus period of time um, working on similar projects and you get to a clear sense of each other's personalities and how you would mesh together and you know there's that sense of camaraderie that you will get from going through an MFA program. I, I feel like because of those regular class meetings whether in person or in Zoom you probably, you know, you just, to me, I felt like I developed some, I feel fairly long-lasting connections with, um, with these other um, artists and illustrators, so I wanted to see them do great things, and I knew that they were going to do great things because their personalities, their skill sets, I watched them grow and develop, I was very excited for them, and so I wanted them to yeah, achieve and do great things and stuff. And it became a thing of where we would share um, resources. Um, we've gone to kind of give each other insight about direction or maybe feedback on each other's artwork. So I found that was, yeah, you, you because you have that relationship with these people through the course of it, I think you get probably a little bit more honest feedback than you would say from maybe casual friends who maybe are not as um, focused in on the arts. So another pro. Okay, let's talk about the cons now. I would say, oh wait, I have one more pro. I forgot about this. So one of the classes that I was required to take in my graduate program was a graduate internship. That internship was very flexible. I could go ahead and figure out whatever I was interested in and focus in on that. So I knew I wanted to do children's books. Um, one of the great perks was that I could intern with a children's book author and illustrator. So I was able to find a wonderful mentor. I mean, I, I did work that they needed done and then I got behind the scenes, uh, my eyes open to what it was like running a business as an illustrator. I thought that was extremely helpful. So I did two internships um, with the same author illustrator. That was 25 weeks. And it was, yeah, it was fantastic. It was amazing. Um, that was very helpful. Yeah, I, I feel like having that option was great. I feel like because it was required, once again, it was because it was like, required to do this it was like it forced me to put myself out there it forced me to go ahead and say let me ask and see because I gotta you know do it for a degree requirement so anyways excellent that I was able to do that okay now let's go into cons sorry about that so one of the cons I would say is financially it is a big chunk of money and I think that's why I would get people asking me because they're, you know, they realize, hey, it's a, it's a lot of money to invest in a master's degree. So, you know, yes, you could get scholarships. I do find that a lot of st people, I think everybody was getting a scholarship um, for where I was attending. Um, so, you know, you could look at scholarships um, and things like that. Um, I would really, though, besides that, really look at how much you're spending 
for that end degree and then look at what you're planning on doing. If you are, you know, going to, you know, try to get an in-house job somewhere, is that going to financially, you know, work what you were expecting salary versus what you're going to have maybe in student loan debt? And um, yeah, and think about, is that going to work? Um, instead of waiting, because I think, um, you know, the way the process of student loans here in the U.S. are done, you know, you basically sign off. There's a little bit of brief online counseling, I think, if I remember right. But it wasn't like, it, I feel like it's not as real because you're just reading something online. And I feel like, um, I feel like if you do the math and you figure out, is this going to be financially viable? Because at the end of the day, you need to pay your bills. You need to be able to, you know, basic needs and things like that and make sure that what you're intending to do versus how much you're spending because there are other options you you know you really think about is this is this particular school the one I need to go to because you know art schools are more expensive than your public university colleges and then I would weigh that and see and then what are they offering at the end after you get your degree um, are there resources as alumni and services to help you get a job and move on to Thing that you want to do and internships and things like that with the companies you want to work for and if it's freelancing um, really if you're really choosing and opting to just only want to freelance you don't want to teach um, then I would say you you don't necessarily you know you don't necessarily have to get an MFA um, there are less expensive options for online schooling and there's some wonderful ones which I took to supplement my uh, graduate school education and I found that they were very helpful. I have talked to some artists, illustrators that said they just only wanted to be a children's book illustrator. They just did these online classes, they went ahead and sent out their work and they started getting work in children's book publishing. Because to be honest, I've never in the past, long, long time ago, when I did children's book illustrations, um, I never got asked for a transcript. No one asked me if I had a bachelor's degree or college degree, even then, or a master's degree um, in illustration. So it was based on what I was showing in my portfolio and my body of work. And that's how um, they would hire me. So uh, yeah. So con is money, um, so next con I would say is the time. So it's, it's also a pro, you know, because I was able to focus in on what I really want to do, but the con is it could take you, depending on how you choose to do the programs that they have for a master's degree, it could take you two years, it could take you, um, you know, it just, two years and up, you know, and that's like two years is constant go, go, go. So with that time, what I mean probably is physically because I'm older, I now have some, <laughs> my back is all messed up. And it's just because of that constant drawing and go, go, go. Um, if I did it again, I would definitely build in time to give myself a little bit of a breather. 
Um, I tend to be an A-type person when it comes to schoolwork, so I was just like, I love school, I enjoy it, I teach, so, um, but I just really didn't think about, like, that prolonged amount of time sitting in front of a computer, drawing constantly, not paying attention to ergonomics and posture, and it does wear on you physically, so if you are older and you're choosing to do this, yeah, just give yourself some grace and say, hey, I have to take a break. I need to do this so that I don't physically hurt myself. Because a pinched nerve, if you get one of those from poor posture, boy, that is really painful. Um, yeah, it's just mm, not good. So yeah, just watch for that. And also, yeah, that really, yeah, it's a big chunk of time that you're going to be focused, and it may be hard if you have um, family or friends, like most of us, it can be hard for them, because if you are focused in on that, you know, people know that, hey, you must love that, because you're focusing all your time on that, and it does take a big chunk of time, so it can be very difficult to um, manage a family, a full-time job, and uh, yeah, other commitments, because um, while I was teaching full-time, I was getting up at 4 a.m., I was commenting and posting, and I was taking an online class. I couldn't even imagine how I would have done it if I was going to in-person classes. That was, when this was part-time, you know, 4 a.m., getting up to comment and post work, um, and then working way into the night on the actual um, assignments. So that can be very hard to maintain for a long period of time. And so I had to make that choice of transitioning to say, hey, I just think I need to just go at this full time because I just need to, I need to get it done. So yeah, Whew, that one was a long answer to that response. So really look at the season of life that you are in and make sure that you weigh how that affects your other commitments. And if you can manage that and balance all that because it also can wear on some people mental health wise because you're just so focused in on that one thing and and then other things are just you know yeah my house looks like a total tornado hit it and like be kind of honest it was it just was like certain things had to like I had to let them kind of go because it was just like I can't get everything done we all have the same amount of uh, hours and minutes in our days and we get not, we all get the same amount you don't get any more and once that time is gone it's gone <laughs> so so yeah so base it on what works best for you and where you are at your point in your life the next con I would have to say is I feel like and I kind of mentioned it, it's like, don't expect that that program that you choose to go is going to be able to answer all your questions um, about what you want to do. I think because of what we do as artists and because we're so unique and individual, all that, um, it's really hard, I think, in my opinion, to get everything you want out of one program. So... I found that I needed to find other resources, like I was taking classes from other places. I felt like I kind of needed, I looked at it with this mindset that if I, because of time, sometimes it was time because the classes turned over very quickly and so you wanted more, then you're going to have to go find it on your own. So I think it's this idea of like, if you're looking at 
graduate school to fill that whole volume of information. It's, I feel like it, it doesn't always do that. I feel like you have to go and purposely, whatever you feel like I'm not getting, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to find it. Especially for me, as I realized I wanted to be a children's book author and try to, you know, go for that, I was like, they don't really have classes for this. Um, so I had to find online classes and I really talked to other um, other people who had taken classes online um, and found out. So, you know, one of those things is, you know, talk to other people, you know, that I found it was very interesting that, you know, a lot of artists are very nice and they're friendly. And when you see on their posts on Instagram or Twitter that they're taking these classes, you know, they'll tell you if it's good or not, you know, privately, like, hey, this was working for me, or I got this out of it. And yeah, so then your expectations of how this applies to what you want to learn is great. So yeah, I think, um, yeah, that hopefully wraps up maybe some of the pros and the cons for getting your master's of fine arts degree and really think about why you want to get it, what you want to do with it after, and um, talk to other people. Yeah, that's one of the biggest things I would say. Talk to people who are currently in that program so you can get a sense of, like, is that structure going to work for you? What kind of flexibilities and things like that? You know, so, yeah, because, um, and that's what I mean. It's like, you know, I found out within the structure of what, I was doing for my MFA because I wanted to focus so much in children's books like you were only allowed to take the one book illustration once and I feel like if you are successful as a children's book illustrator and author you would definitely want to do more than one book so I wanted to keep learning and I wanted to keep growing and keep honing in on that skill set but if you're only allowed to do something once in the course of your program with that intensity and that interest to do like a whole entire book dummy, um, then yeah, then uh, you, you know, well, actually maybe max twice, then that's, for me, that wasn't enough. That's not what I, I wanted more. And so I needed to go and find out like, where can I get those resources? So yeah, that's the great thing with the online, um, all this stuff. It's just, there's so many wonderful resources and possibilities. I tell people just, and even for those online classes, you know, just do your research, check it out. A lot of them always offer like free trials. And then as far as if you decide you want to do a graduate program, talk to those students who are in those programs. If you can, go and visit and talk to um, the people who are teaching the classes, to fellow people who would be classmates. Um, one of the things that I think it's like, it's personalities of the people that you're learning from, from your professors, and you will find some that you will absolutely adore, that you will still want to ch um, check in with and, you know, um, correspond with. And, uh, yeah, because you've learned a great deal from them, but also it's just how they deliver that information and how they work with their students. So, um if you can make a chance to go in and visit a school, that's great as well. But I hope some of this information has helped as you are considering that long-term journey to getting your master's of fine arts degree. 
um, and find out if it works for you. Like I said, I just temper it with, you know, there's, I don't look at things as saying they're all just not the way to go or all the way you should go. I feel it's all predicated on what works for that person and at the moment they are in their lives and is that practical for them and so whatever you choose to do I hope you're very successful at it and and good luck thanks for listening bye